Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Hello, everyone. I'm Sean Payne, founder and principal of Live Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. Welcome today to our podcast. I have with me Isaiah Chass, our founding agent. Isaiah, thanks for joining. Absolutely. And today we're going to talk about uh, best practices and investment strategies. Uh, you know, uh, we've talked about a lot about what's going to be, be happening in the market here. And anytime you go into a new market, there's opportunities. So while interest rates are high right now and uh, and prices are starting to drop, uh, that's going to create an opportunity for you know investors out there and, and cash investors or those you know we talked about private money financing um, people to willing to use those those type of strategies. Right now, there's going to be advantages that way. So we just wanted to talk about uh, some of the best practices to capitalize off this uh, this market that's coming up right now. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, and with that, there are uh, different approaches to take so that you aren't hit on taxes, for example. Because if if you're looking at a short-term solution with buying and flipping, that might be something that um, you'll have to keep in mind. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So uh, I think a good place to start is talking about setting up a trust. Now, uh, uh, there are many advantages to setting up a real estate trust, both with investment properties and primary residences. You know, that would be a great podcast to, to have a, uh, a trust attorney down here to talk about the, the advantages of a trust with your primary residence. But again, we're going to focus on investments, focus on investments right now. So um, one of the main advantages of setting up up a trust is that uh, it allows you to avoid the probate uh, probate process when the time comes when you do pass, and it keeps your estate private that way. Here, let me read the legal, legal definition straight off my computer so I don't get it wrong. It's a court-supervised legal process that includes determining the validity of your will, gathering your assets, paying your debts and taxes, and distributing the remaining assets to your heirs. Probate is part of the public record, and probate fees are set by law and are not cheap. Uh, so. So an easy way to avoid this is setting up a, a trust for the property um, that way. And, uh, you know, there is a cost up front. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't in this situation with inflation going on, I have no I- idea exactly what it is. But I'm going to say it's going to be a four or five thousand uh, dollars. I could be wrong. It could be less to set that up. If you go through like a, a template process, I would strongly recommend that when you're when you're doing this um, Work with a local real estate attorney, um, someone that is that is experienced in this this way, because there is uh, there are ins and outs uh, to trust that you want to make sure that you're covered that way. So, um, but setting up a trust now is is a great way to avoid the the probate process later on down the road. Um, and and for one, like passing the property onto an heir uh, on a stepped up tax basis through a trust that is, is just a huge advantage that way. Uh, and I'll go into a little bit more about that um, here in a second. First, uh, let's talk a little bit about like adding people to title and some of the consequences of that. Totally. So if, for example, you add a, a son or daughter, niece, nephew to uh, the title of your property, um, what will happen in a lot of cases is the IRS will view that as um, uh, as income or a gift, I should say. Um, so say it's a million dollar property and uh, you're adding your son on title as a 50% owner. Now suddenly the IRS views that as a $500,000 gift. Right. Uh, and they may be subject to uh, a gift tax, which is entirely not what you intended with that. So it's something to keep in mind. Um, a more cost-effective solution um, likely would be setting up a, a trust and naming uh, 
that person, whether it's your son or nephew or whatever, as a beneficiary of the trust. Um, and then once you pass away, they will receive the property at a stepped up basis, but it's a much better solution than them uh, taking on that that gift, which right. is uh, likely taxable. Right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's go a little bit more into like the stepped up basis. So uh, real estate investors who own uh, property, um, one of the strategy, strategies, again, we'll talk about this a little bit more in a second, is, is you know, you own it until you die and then you pass it along that way. And so in that scenario, um, if the property is in a trust, the heirs uh, at that point get the property in a stepped up basis. And under section uh, 1014A of the Internal Revenue Code, an heir's basis in a property will equal the, the fair market value of the property at the time of the descent of the that the descendant dies. So what that means is that, um, let's say you're you're in the situation. You have uh, you know your father. Your mother's already passed away. Your father owns a property, and uh, the property is in a trust. And let's say uh, the property is worth a million dollars. When when he he passes and that uh, property is passed along to you. Um, that that property is then evaluated the day that he died what was it worth let's say it's, it was worth a million dollars well then you've inherited that property at a million dollars and so what happens is is down the road when when let's say 10 years down the road you go to sell that property it's now worth you know 1.25 million dollars well your the capital gains you're going to be paying on it is the difference between what you sell it and what that stepped up basis was so between a million and 1.25 million so you have a quarter million dollars that you're going to pay taxes on um, and and that can be hugely beneficial because if if you uh, if you um, get the, the the property through the probate process, you don't have that stepped up basis. So you're going to have a lot more. Potentially, you're going to have a lot more capital gains that way. And and uh, so uh, uh, and getting back to that is often, you know, properties are are rather than sold for for profit. The strategy that's often often use is you sell a profit and then you perform a 1031 exchange and you defer, you defer, you defer taxes until you die, and then you. In, and then the, the the person in your trust inherits that property um, in that stepped up basis. But conducting a 1031 exchange will allow you um, to defer those capital gains. Uh, doing another 1031 exchange uh, will allow for tax deferment again. And so that, again, that's what you happen is it's not like it's a one-time thing is that you can buy a property and then you sell it a couple years down the road through a 1031 exchange. You can do it again. You can do it again. And, um, you know, uh, over that time, in, in, in some cases, you could be uh, depreciating a property. So there are other tax advantages, depreciating the improvements on the property. And then uh, from the depreciation schedule, you can see, well, you know what? It, it would be beneficial for me to sell this property uh, and reinvest into another property through a 1031 exchange. And and then uh, and and then start that depreciation again that way. Yeah, and when a, an investor uh, steps up, you know, the idea with the 1031 is that your property is appreciated, and that's why you're going through that process. Um, but many times they might have purchased a, a duplex for five hundred thousand dollars, and now it's worth say a million and a quarter. Well, now you could step up into a property, maybe a, a four unit property that generates a lot more uh, monthly revenue. Yeah, that's and, a great point. And that's the idea behind it is to keep stepping up into properties that will generate a higher monthly income. Right, right. And and there is certainly is a specific process through the 10. 
1031 exchange. Um, we're not going to get into that now. We'll do that next podcast, and we'll go into the you know the exact timelines and how that should be done, um, because it is very specific. And it's not done right, then you're going to end up paying capital gains on on the sale of that property that way. And so. something that I don't think people uh, always think about is with the 1031 process. Again, we'll get into it a lot more later, but there is set timelines. If you don't abide by those timelines, there's right. there's no forgiveness. The IRS does not care. You will pay capital gains. Yes, that's that's why it's really important to uh, you know work with a real estate consultant that really understands the 1031 process. And and this is probably even more important uh, is is a an asset exchange company. Work with a very reputable asset exchange company that all parties can lean to for advice, including the realtor that way. So even if the realtor doesn't have a ton of experience doing them, uh, that you have someone there that can really advise you well that way. But anyway, kind of let, let's get back on track, stay away from the 1031. Again, that's a, a subject in itself. But uh, let's talk about like some other ways that, uh, you know, other start strategies in, in real estate investing. Um, you know, we had Jeff Main on here talking about private money. Uh, you know, one way uh, in, in many instances, uh, uh, accessing an equity line of credit, um, maybe a, a better way of uh, obtaining money for raising cash than selling real estate. Uh, cash from an equity line is non-taxable, whereas the sale of real estate may trigger capital gains that way. So um, obviously, the investor, you know, before you go into this, if you're if you're working with us, we'd make sure that you you speak with your tax professional first to talk about these uh, you know these different strategies and make sure there's there's not something else there that we're missing. That you know, again, we don't advise on taxes. We just we just make sure that you're talking to the appropriate people that way. But but make sure that there's not something that we're, we're not seeing there that way to find out your best strategy and then move forward from there. Certainly, if it's cash flowing already, uh, it's a good option to take out some, some equity from that property, let it still pay off itself with that rental income, and then put those proceeds into something else. Yeah. I mean, so that's one of the biggest benefits of real estate is that you can leverage it that way, right? And you can, and you can pull out equity that you have. The one thing is that, you know, we are very cautious, uh, especially going into a new economic cycle that, that you want to be careful about pulling out too much equity because um, we just, you know, we, we, we try to track the market as much as possible. We don't know where it's going in the next 12 or, or, or 24 months or 36 months that way. Exactly. So you don't want to over leverage yourself. And so that's something we would definitely look at. So, so it's not just like just crazily pulling out money out of one property, investing into another. You have to be very cautious, especially right now, but it still may be a very, uh, it, it may be the best solution that way. So, right. Yeah. <clears throat> and then going back to 1031s, Briefly, uh, one of the benefits of that is that you can, uh, you have to be very uh, careful with this process, but there are options where you might be able to uh, exchange into a property that is a, a investment property at the time and later becomes, say, uh, a, a second home or a vacation home. Yes, there are ways of doing that. We can get we can get more into that, or maybe it'd be probably better just to bring a CPA on and talk about like the different time frame uh, time frames on how to accomplish that. But that is uh, uh, certainly a possibility that way. So, mm -hmm. do you want to talk a little bit about like diversifying? Totally. I think it's pretty widely agreed that real estate is a, a safe investment, um, but it is good not to keep all your eggs in one basket. Um, whether that's all of it in real estate or all of it in the stock market or um, bonds, whatever, it's good to keep a, a diversified um, investment portfolio. And that doesn't just necessarily, I just said it's 
not just you know those different avenues, whether Wall Street, uh, stock market, or uh, real estate. But within real estate, that also means, um, say, not just uh, duplexes. Maybe it's uh, places across the country. There are certain areas within the country that we've seen recently that have taken a bigger hit than others. Um, so having a, an investment portfolio of real estate in different sectors of uh, the real estate market helps keep you protected as well. Certainly, certainly that way. Yeah, diversification is 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 always good. Uh, also, uh, I I think in order to accomplish this, there is uh, just such a, a a wide variety of information that you need to know, and so that's why I think it's really important to build a solid team. And that's why when I say like we won't act, you know, legally we can't act. Uh, uh, answer tax questions, but even if we could, we would want to. I mean, I, 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 we focus on real estate, and therefore, like if you if we just recommend that you build a solid team of tax professionals. You know, you have a great real estate consultant, private money lender, uh, a conventional lender, things like that that you need um, to to make sure that uh, that that every aspect is covered and looked over during this transaction. That way, you know, um, an estate planning attorney making sure that there's no mistakes made because mistakes cost money and. Nothing's worse than buying an investment and having like an unexpected cost come in and 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 ruin that rate of return or affect that rate of return. So uh, uh, it's really important to put together a solid team. You know that also includes an asset exchange company, like I talked about before. Um, and just like any, you know, in any professional service, there's there's a difference in quality. Um, there's certain uh, asset exchange companies out there that I really like working with and, and have found like just to be incredibly knowledgeable and handholding. And uh, through that process, I've become familiar with, you know, with 1031 exchanges that way. So I just think it's very important to build a solid team, have those professionals there. And, you know, one little we uh, leak, weak link in the chain can really, uh, can really hurt your, your investment that way. Mm -hmm. So, And that's a great point because everyone on that team will generally work together um, throughout that process of whether it's uh, buying new properties or selling. Um, certainly with an exchange company, your real estate professional will be working hand in hand. And sometimes Sometimes even their, your CPA will be working uh, on board with them. So it's important to make sure that everyone uh, works well, well, I guess it works well together, but more so is in communication with each other. Right. And, and there's a, um, a closed loop of, of uh, information being passed around there. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, I think that's a good primer for just like some basics. If if you have, there's certainly a lot more to real estate investing and, um, you know, there's many ways how you many ways you could approach it that way. Um, if, if this has interested you and you're, you're considering investing in real estate, um, you know, the next year or so could be a very good time and we're happy to help that way. Uh, you know, we track a lot of what's going on in the market and, uh, can, you know, meet with us and we can show you exactly what we know in terms of distressed properties and things of that, uh, you know, that nature, but there are opportunities coming down the board. So, um, uh, Anything else to add to that? No, I think that is a good primer on it. Uh, certainly reach out if you have any questions or if you uh, want any recommendations for some of these other yep. um, knowledgeable professionals in their each craft. Uh, we can certainly help with that as well. We can help you put together a solid team. So on, on that note, thank you very much for uh, joining us. I'm Sean Payne, uh, founder and principal of Live Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. Uh, Isaiah, thanks very much for joining us today. Um, if you enjoyed this, please hit like and subscribe so that we can uh, so you'll see more of uh, the content in the future. Thanks again. See you guys next time. Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.